Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut. I went keto in 2016 to reverse diabetes and lose weight. And now it's my and now it's my mission to spread the science of keto and to show the world how cooking is really necessary for keto success. Oh yeah, and pastrami sandwiches. Pastrami sandwiches? Yeah, that's my recipe today. It's a pastrami Reuben. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, I'm Carrie Brown, and I also live in Connecticut, just down the road from Carl. I'm a trained pastry chef who went keto to control and eventually eliminate symptoms from bipolar 2 disorder and depression. I no longer have to take any medications, and I no longer have any symptoms. And it's my mission to show the world that keto food is entirely delicious, and with a great recipe, it can be tastier and way healthier than any other kind of food. And this show is a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis. It's a document of our experiences reversing depression, diabetes, and bipolar 2 disorder, and how both of us feel better than we ever have before. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. Now, we are not doctors, so there will not be any medical advice given. Right. We just want to share our experiences and review the research that supports it. On this podcast, we share our recipes and any science we find in the show notes. Sharing recipes that will help you on your keto journey is my favorite. Me too. So let's start podcast number 197. Happy Thanksgiving with Brenda and Kevin. Before we get started, let's explain in plain English what a ketogenic diet is. Right. <laughs> you said plain English, so I said right. Well, that's any diet. Oh, sorry. All right. That's any <laughs> diet that puts you into a state of ketosis. And that's where you're burning fat for energy rather than glucose. And the way we did it was to limit our carbohydrates to 20 grams or less every day, enjoy a moderate amount of protein, one to one and a half grams per kilogram of lean body mass. And all our energy comes from fat. Fat? That stuff the experts told us for years would make our bodies fat if we ate it? That's the stuff. Fat. Fat, fatity, fat, 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 fat. And if you're just starting, listen to our starting keto show at start.2keto.com or just start listening from episode one. So, Carrie, it's been uh, quite a few weeks now because we've been doing rebroadcasts. What's new with you? Uh, I've been so busy, I can't even remember what I've done. Yeah, me too. But there were a few highlights. Uh, one of them was that a lady who came to Keto Fest by the name of Kate O'Connor is she's actually a registered nurse, but she also has done all of the courses for keto coaching. So she's a, wow. a professional qualified keto coach. And every now and then she invites all her clients to her home and their partners and they have a little keto dinner party and she cooks keto food and they just hang out. And, and so I saw her post on Facebook about one and I said, hey, I'm in Connecticut. Where's my invite? So, <laughs> so <laughs> she invited me in November. And so I got to go up to Maine and met a whole bunch of lovely people. And we talked keto and I heard their amazing stories and the success they're having. And I got to visit Maine for the first time and the weather was fantastic. Mm. It, it was cold, but beautiful, blue and sunny. And, um, and I, I stayed with Kate and her husband and just, it was a very lovely, it was a lovely evening and a lovely short weekend. And um, I just love doing stuff like that. I love meeting yeah. people who have, you know, changed their lives around and they're experiencing all the success. And, right. of course, it's always fabulous to go to a dinner party where you know that you can eat every single thing that's there. Yeah, so, exactly. That's one of the magical things about Keto Fest, isn't it? That the whole weekend you just don't have to worry that somebody's going to slip you something with sugar in it. Right. 
Right. So that was fantastic. Um, and I have some new friends in Maine now. So that was really cool. And, and then it's one of the things that's kept me so busy has been the masterclass, uh, the Keto for the Holidays masterclass has been in full swing. And that has been hugely successful. There's uh, a lot of folks that have been too nervous to try the recipes in the cookbook because mm. they're intimidated or they can't imagine how a pecan pie could be keto and, and it must be really difficult to do that. And there's been so many folks now who have they've watched my video and now they've they've seen that it's not difficult and we're having like all of these crazy successes and a lot of people have had really successful fully keto thanksgivings so that makes me super super happy that um, more and more people are discovering that you can have really delicious food and not miss out on anything at the holidays so absolutely and then i've had I had a girlfriend flew in from Seattle for five days, so we hung out and uh, puttered around, went to see our favorite coffee roaster, our friend Matthew de Trumbull over right. in Norwich, and he made Norwich? us some Norwich, and he made <laughs> us some um, fantastic, uh, obviously, keto mocha, his magical hot chocolate coffee all the beans roasted by himself recipe so that was super fun and then th- that girlfriend left and another girlfriend flew in from ohio you're she just was like here. a social butterfly aren't you <laughs> and for an introvert that's really interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah it's it's been a really it's been a busy year with visitors but yeah. um i love sharing things i love sharing connecticut with people most of the people that come have never been here before and they don't know how beautiful it is and they don't Mm. know how fun it is so i had one girlfriend came and then left and then another one came and i actually just uh took her back to the airport so and we had i was a very good hostess and i did a i roasted a turkey for us and made cranberry sauce and cranberry jelly and i made creamy sausage pecan stuffing and i Mm. made orange pecan brussels and cabbage and i'm forgetting something but anyway we had a a full-on thanksgiving dinner and um and and watch movies and and it was wonderful we had a lovely time that's awesome and we also went out we also went to see matthew to get his magical uh mocha (laughs) (laughs) matthew's magical mocha Matthew's magical mocha and um and you know the girl both of the girls stocked up on magical Matthew's beans coffee beans and chocolate when we were there so it's been a very social very food focused uh few weeks and it's been awesome that's great so what about you cousin Carl what have you been up to you were well, in Poland last time we talked. Yeah, yeah well, I j- just come back from Poland, from Warsaw, when we talked last. And yeah, that was all good. And I talked about that on the last show. But uh, this was an interesting Thanksgiving for me because this was the first Thanksgiving in three years where I was asked to cook non-keto for the rest of my family. Wow. One of the daughters that came didn't want to eat keto, you know, collie mash and faux stuffing so i had to like actually make that i did make the gravy not with flour i refused to do that because there's perfectly good alternatives to that so i use glucomannan powder okay i have a question yeah was it difficult yeah it was was emotionally like was it difficult yeah making- it absolutely was yeah i mean here's the thing you know there's a tension that happens when you're the only keto person in the house and then there's another level of tension that happens when you're the only keto person in the family. Right. You know what I mean? Do you have any tips or tricks for how people might better deal with that when they're in that situation? Because I'm sure we, ha- we have a, a bunch of, of our lovely listeners who, who deal with that, maybe on an ongoing basis. I'm sure. Um, my thing is just, you know, to... to Stay focused on your food and what you need to eat and just realize that you don't have the cravings that they have, right? So for you, for me, it's perfectly fine to just 
cut off some turkey and have some of my gravy and, you know, have some Brussels sprouts and stuff and just have more of that and just avoid the other stuff and just know that you're making them happy, you're making yourself happy, and everything's fine. But you're right. It, this is a problem that we all deal with, where we're the only people who are keto in our family or our extended family or even our immediate family. So anyway, that was an interesting... Uh, apparently, I made really good food, so I really <laughs> liked it. As long as they were happy, it's all good. I But I do admire your strength in not trying it not you know just being able to cook it and then and then pass it on and not eat it well thank you my mother actually came and she made a sugar-free pumpkin pie but of course it still had you know crazy grain crust wheat germ and wheat flour and all this other kind of stuff so but the the pie filling itself was pretty good but i had a good time so here's the other thing that's been happening um I I think I mentioned this on the last live show that we did, or the last you know current show that wasn't a rebroadcast. But I discovered pastrami navel. Okay. And p- pastrami navel is like belly. It's. I, really, I was going to say. Yeah, um. <laughs> that's right. If you go, if you want to go to the deli and get pastrami and your keto, don't just ask for the pastrami because you'll get this lean stuff that's rubbery and it's no good. You need to ask for pastrami navel. This is a really fat kind of pastrami. And when you fry that up in a fry pan and eat it, it's like heaven. So That is good to know. Where did you make this? Amazing discovery. Uh, Stop and Shop, believe it or not. Stop and Shop is a grocery store chain in the Northeast. I went in and I said, what is your fattiest deli meat? And they said, without question, pastrami navel. And I said, and that's different from regular pastrami. She says, oh, yeah. And Boar's Head is the brand around here. Like if you're in New York, Boar's Head around Wow. I like Stop and Shop. Yeah, so Stop and Shop sells a boar's head pastrami that's lean, and they also sell a boar's head pastrami navel that's really fatty. That is good to know. Stop and Shop is my favorite grocery store of the ones that are within striking distance of me. And apparently they're rolling out Rebel ice cream pretty soon, too. Mine doesn't have it. My local one doesn't have it, but... If you call and ask for it, there's a better chance they'll have it next time you go shopping. Funnily enough, I never find myself looking for keto ice cream at the grocery store. Oh, well, that's interesting. I don't either. (laughs) However, I was talking to Chef Robert today, planning a menu for something that's going on Tuesday, which is, you know, day after tomorrow, after this comes out or tomorrow. And uh, we're doing a keto... Uh, meetup that's free and we're putting on a menu here but the idea is to get some footage for a kickstarter because robert wants to do uh like a youtube show that is keto sort of variety funny humor music and all all of the stuff so he's got these crazy ideas i've got some ideas but we wanted to just get people together for a keto meal talk about these things, maybe try a few of them out. And um, on the menu, he wanted to he wanted to do a keto ice cream. So I went looking and I saw, well, Rebel is is out there, but they aren't they aren't in my local stop and shop. But if you go to the Rebel page and you look at locations where you can buy it, stop and shop is one of them. Kroger is another. Uh, but we don't have Kroger up here. That's a southern thing. And uh, there's a couple other places. So, well, good. That all sounds very exciting. So that's uh, that's it for me. Let's give away a two keto dudes coffee mug to a lucky member of the two keto dudes fan club, which you can join for free at fanclub.twoketo.com. Let's do that. And who is our winner this week, Carl? This week's winner is Francis Parsepi. Francis, now. I can't remember if if that's a girl Francis or a boy Francis. I think with an I'm I, not sure. it's a boy Francis, and it's an E, it's a girl Francis. Is that right? Well, I don't know, because this is an Italian name, and I have no idea whether that makes any difference. So I, mm, hmm. Mm. hmm, let's just say congratulations, Francis. 
whoever you are. Whoever you, you are. You just want a coffee mug with our mugs on it just for being a member of the fan club. And if you don't want to wait to win a coffee mug, you can get one online at gear.2keto.com. Absolutely. All right, Carrie, it's time to read a letter. A letter? A letter. You've, um... A I'm a, forum... I'm a, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit, bit, bit concerned, Carl. It's a forum post. This is um, the second episode where you have not <laughs> said, um, you know... That's better. This is a really good one. This is in the newbies topic and or the category, and it's called Keto is This Easy. And this is from June, June 5th. Oh, I thought year. you meant June the person. Nope, nope. Uh person's nickname is Juice. Oh, okay. Juice. Okay, so this is Keto is This Easy. In other words, Keto for Beginners, the quick version. This is for phase one, the starter phase. It's still not complicated later, but this is the really easy-to-explain version, which will help you to no end. Eat under 20 grams of carbs a day. Usually 20 grams net when starting, but for some people, 20 grams total carbs works better. Okay, that's something that we say too. Number two, don't worry about the scale. All it tells you is weight. It tells you nothing about body composition. Even the smart scales don't tell you about that. Three. Eat plenty of good food, fat and protein, while adhering to 20 grams of carbs per day. Don't worry too much about macros and calories except carbs. Keep them below 20 grams a day. Prioritize the animal protein. For example, not protein powder. Always start with protein in every meal, but don't panic about it. Your job is to get fat adapted, so give your body the fuel you want it to use. Also, your appetite will vary. It'll disappear. Then it'll come roaring back. Happens to most people. Don't sweat it. Number four, electrolytes. Keep them up. Make sure you get plenty of salt, potassium, magnesium. Number five, keto is not a quick fix fad diet. It is a long-term repair job on your body. That means that for many, it is not an immediate and sustained weight loss diet. But these repairs can take months. This is because your body is healing and it prioritizes that requirement over your weight loss desires because it is smart. Give it time while you recover from decades of carb-caused abuse. Amen. Number six, buy the meat you can afford. Don't stress about grass-fed, organic, etc. The worst meat is better than the best bread. Truer words have never been said. Next, fasting is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. Works for lots, not for others. Don't let tools tell you to use it before you're fat adapted, and it makes sense. Lastly, this site has a search function, magnifying glass at the top of the page, and a newbie section. Use them both you'll get a better variety of answers to your questions far more quickly that way. Seriously, this is very useful. And I just thought that list was so succinct and so great for anybody who's just starting. And I can even boil it down to a haiku, which my friend Richard Morris wrote. The keto haiku, which is, when you're hungry, eat. Mostly fat, with some protein, stop when you are full. Doesn't get any easier than that. That was beautiful. Yeah. And if for, for a new person, that post was amazing. Agreed. So there you go. Good luck on your keto journey. And uh, this being Thanksgiving week, well, the next week after Thanksgiving, but during Thanksgiving week, last week, we interviewed Brenda Zorn and Kevin Mountain, her ex-boyfriend, who, if you remember the previous two Thanksgiving episodes, we had them on talking about his battle with kidney disease and his healing via keto and then waiting for a kidney transplant. 
So we have the next installment in the long saga of Kevin Mountain and his kidney. And it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. So let's roll that interview. Wow, Carrie, I can't believe it. Brenda Zorn and Kevin Mountain are here with us. Oh, my goodness. It's been so long. Brenda, how are you? I'm fantastic. Kevin, how are you doing? Excellent. Yeah. Actually, it's not that long since Brenda and I were hanging out because we got to go to Low Carb Houston together and yeah. there was a little bit of, of chatting going on and hanging out. So it's not been that long. Oh, that was so fantastic. Rub it in, rub it in. I know I was in Poland. I had to do that other work. You weren't there. That mm -hmm. software work. But Kevin, we're here to, to give thanks for your life, man. You have been through it all. I have. <laughs> it's a it's a our thanksgiving show so i mean the last time when we left this story you were in line to get a, a kidney for a kidney transplant and you had done keto and you had lost a lot of weight and you had uh cleared up your all of your uh markers of disease were down and you were in line to get a kidney and and then at keto fest we were like uh okay so he's in line for a transplant and then it didn't happen so so what what's going on since yeah then? That actually happened, what, Brenda, about three or four times? We went down there and then... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, at the end of last year, when he qualified for the kidney transplant program, we probably rushed downtown three times at least. Yep. And then there was also a donor that fell through. So, yep. yeah, it was a rough year last year. So, what happened since then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a call June 16th. That was a Sunday night, about 10.30 p.m. Just as I laid down to go to bed, all of a sudden my phone rang, and I almost didn't answer it. And I looked at my phone, and oh, HCMC Hospital or Transplant mm. Clinic. And I said, oh, I better answer this phone, see what they want. So I answered it, and they told me, we have a kidney for you, and we need you here within what? the hour. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it works like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I, I had my son take me down there and uh the next morning it, it happened wow. but first they had to do uh what's that brenda called again where they had to match the blood again well the, the tissue typing and everything yeah they yeah, have to go yeah, they have to yeah. take like 12 vials of blood from him and check everything mm. again yep so it's a, it's a because i've watched him go through it the other times we went downtown and it didn't work out so yeah he goes yep. through quite a bit yep but it all what happened kevin well uh the test came back four or five hours later and they said, everything is a go. Everything is a match and we'll pick you up in a couple hours to take you into the operating room. You know, I have a friend yeah. who went through this, uh, a kidney failure and transplant. And um, I, it was grueling just the, the test after test after test to make sure that it's not compatible. And I mean, it's, it's kind of a big deal when you have this foreign organ in your body and your body rejects it and it's going to do everything in its power to reject it right because your immune system attacks it and so you have to have antibiotics and yep. you, you have to make sure that the match is good to begin with so that the the rejection is minimized is that right right exactly i i also i have a friend who had a pancreas transplant about oh, oh wow 15 or so years ago um, and she's still trucking along. She actually has two pancreases now. They added one, one right. that works. So she's no longer type one diabetic anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, and the, the, the pills she had to take afterwards to stop the rejection was just mountains. It was like an entire meal every day, just of medications. Was that the yeah, same Yeah, you should for you, show Kevin? Carl your pillbox, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do yeah. that with kidneys too, right? So you, you have... Uh, they just add the kidney onto your other one, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. So you got three now. Three. Yep. And a giant pillbox of anti-rejection drugs. I've <laughs> yes. seen it. Yes. <laughs> but the really, the really amazing heroic thing here, Kevin, and I know you know this and you guys are smiling already, is that just to get to the point where you can have a kidney transplant requires a huge effort on your part to get yourself healthy, right? I mean, if you yeah. have... Oh, yeah type 2 diabetes yep. and you have high blood pressure and you have all these other problems, they're not going to do it, right? That's exactly right. 
He didn't qualify for the transplant program back then when I first met him. Right. Yeah. How many, tell him how many blood pressure meds you used to be on, Kevin. Uh, about five, I believe. Yeah. Uh, now how many? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how about insulin, Kevin? How long did it take you to get off your insulin? I know you remember this. You mean uh, prior to my transplant? Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. Um, way in the beginning when I first oh. met you. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I went first went to keto. Started doing keto, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> what was it? It was a month? about three weeks, I remember. Yeah, yeah a almost month, a month. Weeks. Almost, yep. Yeah. And he was on a lot of insulin. Do you remember how much, Kevin? Lantus. I was about nearly 100 units of Lantus. And Novolog, which I take just prior to every meal. And that was about 30 to 40 units. Wow. <laughs> it was a lot. So the Lantus is the long acting insulin? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's like correct. Your, your, yeah. Your, if your pancreas is doing a slow drip of insulin, that's the, the equivalent. And, and the other yeah. one is just to cover what you eat in a meal. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and when you went keto, you didn't have to do that so much, right? No. Within a month, he was off all of his insulin. All of it, yep. He did it all on his own. He titrated it down, checked his blood glucose until he didn't need it anymore. So you have type 1 diabetes. Your pancreas doesn't create any insulin. You have to take some Lantus insulin, some. But so, Well, this right now I do. But if you're type 2, yeah. but if you're type 2, you, you don't. You, you, your pancreas still works. Right, it's exogenous right. insulin because you're insulin right. resistant and you're not able to use the insulin that you are making. So you have to add insulin and it's exogenous. And of course, that creates hyperinsulinemia and it's a bad situation right. for your body. It and as it turns out, if you're not too far gone, your pancreas can still create enough insulin for you to, to, to just have a baseline, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened back in 2017 when I met him. He found out I was on keto and I'd reversed my type two and I had been pretty sick with type two. Um, my A1C was like 12. Now it's five and holding steady. And he wanted to um, reverse his diabetes. He wanted to get off his meds. So he started copying what I ate. I mean, we were dating at the time and he was watching what I was eating and asking me questions. And he was, I never said, Hey man, you got to do keto. Uh, he just did it all on his own. It was his effort. It right. was Kevin's effort to do that. He was very motivated. So to I got to well. ask you, Kevin, how do you feel? I feel now I feel like, uh, oh, my God, <laughs> I feel fantastic. <laughs> so much energy now. You know, before I was just so fatigued. I couldn't do nothing yeah. hardly at all. But now I just, oh, I'm running circles around the guys I work with and they're in their 30s. Hey, so it was worth <laughs> it, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, and yeah. do you have any kind of... Are, do you feel deprived in what you eat? No, not a bit. That's so cool. I know what he had for dinner tonight because he told me. I'm in Colorado. He's still in Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. I'm on a vacation. Yeah. He, he eats good, don't you, Kevin? Oh, yeah. What'd you have for dinner? A huge pork steak with cabbage, fried uh, bacon grease with uh, onion and green pepper. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love it. Loved it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I don't know what else to say. I mean, except happy Thanksgiving and uh, wow, just what a great, what a great end to this story, this saga that was taking so long. Yeah. Two and a half years. Well, yeah. I mean, Kevin and I did the last two Thanksgiving episodes of Two Keto Dudes. So if you want to hear the whole story, you can hear the first episode in 2017 when I yeah. had first met him. And I got some stuff to say if Kevin doesn't have something he wants to add. I could tell you, I could tell you the timeline. There's some pretty cool stuff that happened in the last two years. Uh, when we first met and he found out that I was keto and I'd reversed my diabetes, he wanted to do it. He started getting off his meds. He started losing weight. But this is one of the really cool things that happened. And I want you guys to hear this. When Carl and Richard Morris, who Richard was the other half of the two kiddos at the time. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they called me and they said, we'd like to pay for um, IDM coaching for Kevin. We'd like him to work with a coach mm -hmm. at IDM, Intensive Dietary Management, now known as the Fasting Method. And we'd like to purchase that for him to help him because they knew Kevin was keto and he was getting better. They knew he was off all his insulin. They got excited and they said, can we do that for him? And Kevin agreed. And when we got a hold of Megan and Jason Fung, Jason, Dr. Jason Fung and Megan Ramos, they co-own IDM. They said, we're just going to do it for Kevin. And Megan coached Kevin every single week for wow. five months. Now, if you know Megan, and I do now very well because I work for the fasting method, 
uh, Megan is a very busy person. And for her to have done that for him, he was able, tell him how long you're able to fast while on dialysis, Kevin. It was I think the, lo the longest I went was 72 and a half hours. Yes, that's what it was. I got it wow. written down. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So she taught him how to fast. It takes special consideration when you're on dialysis. You have to um, be extra careful with fluids and sodium. Um, but she, you know, we started slowly just skipping a meal. And before we knew it, he was able to fast a few days in a row and went to dialysis fasted. Came home mm -hmm. from a dialysis fast and went to bed yep. fasted. I mean, this guy was managing his situation really, really well. And Megan was just a lifesaver. Absolutely a lifesaver. Megan is an angel really on earth. Oh, I'm not she kidding is. you. Um, he, yeah, he lost 65 pounds within four months, 65 pounds, got off five uh, blood pressure meds, was off yep. all his insulin and qualified for the kidney transplant wow. program. Um, yep. It was, it was a combination of the ketogenic diet wow. and fasting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty amazing that he was able to do that. So it's not like just me teaching him keto or you guys offering that program or Megan coaching him. It, it had to be Kevin wanting to do it. He had to have sure. that drive and that strength to do it. And he's really one of the strongest people I know as far as what he's dealt with. It's pretty amazing. I've gone to dialysis with him. It's horrific. Absolutely But I remember, horrific. Kevin, that when you and Brenda were dating and she was at your uh you were at her house and she was cooking for you and all those great meals that you uh, used to post on Facebook. You were just like in hog heaven. Like I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember the waffles wow. and like the chicken parm and all of those great pictures. And you were like, I can't believe I'm getting healthier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pork rind pancakes, cheese sauce, right? Oh yeah. He loved all that stuff. The steaks. Oh yeah. He loves pork rind pancakes. Oh, who doesn't? That's Everybody loves pork rind pancakes. Yep. Yeah. And I made him a lot of desserts then too. Um, my first few years ketogenic, I used a lot of uh, candies and cakes and cookies and desserts. And it was good transition food, especially for Kevin. Remember I used to make you a dessert every night, Kevin, yep. for the first several months? Yeah. Yep. He needed oh, yeah. it. Yep. He got to where he is <clears throat> in those transition foods and artificial sweeteners. It, it was okay to do that at the beginning. It helped him. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people who who have told me, you know, over the years that it was the fat bombs or the 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 dessert or you know the the keto treats that was what made it possible for them to keep on the Absolutely. keto train yeah. so i kind of get a bit frustrated when people are like you know oh if you eat keto treats you're not doing keto properly and la da 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 yeah. there are a significant number of people that that's what keeps them in the game especially and, early and, on uh, Right. And, and over time, yes. most people, it seems that most people kind of lose the, the need to have those or the want to have those. But there's so many people that in the beginning yep. would fail if they didn't have those. So a, as Agree. you say, Brenda, as a transition food, they can be life-saving. It absolutely helped Kevin. I mean, because he, he, you know, he, no one had ever really taught him how to eat, uh, you know, taught him about nutrition. And so when I was telling him about all these things that were high carb, he had been used to eating some high carb things, you know, like all of us are. And so if I made him, you know, cheesecake mousse or remember those peanut butter cookies, Kevin, oh, all of yeah. these recipes, by the mm -hmm. way, are in the ketogenic forums. If you just search under my last name, Zorn, I've tagged all of them with my last name. Mm -hmm. So you could find all the desserts and candies I ever made in there. So. Yeah. Kevin, I want to know you had you think about there's maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred, maybe even a thousand people with maybe stage one or stage two kidney disease out there that are staring down the the barrel of, you know, what's to come. And they're listening to you and they're saying, Wow, that's that's really awesome, but I I couldn't do that. I couldn't give up pizza and grinders and hoagies and pasta what what are you going to tell them right now yeah if i can do it you can do it i used to love all that you know the food from the uh standard american diet you know yeah and and just finding those replacements it that's the key yeah oh yeah you have to have brenda zorn yep. come cook definitely for you? <laughs> yeah. No, tell them about some of your recipes, Kevin. Do you remember? Um, I remember a He's couple. A, yeah, goulash. Uh, oh, yeah, chili, yeah, goulash. The chili. I remember your chili. He's yep. got a really good chili. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Otherwise, uh, just, you know, basic meat and low-carb vegetables and butter, you know? Because, man, man, when it hits your kidneys, it's not about a couple of pounds. It's about dying, right? I mean, this is about life. Yep, that's right. You know? Yep. And, you know, would you rather have some yeah. really fatty, I'll, I'll- delicious chili or some some good ribeye steak and you know forgo the cheese we like to fry mm. cheese in frying pans and don't fried we? cheese oh yeah we just throw it like yep. tom cease does that yeah tom oh yeah cease, right he, he did a podcast with you guys um he likes to put butter in a frying pan a nonstick pan and then just throw cheese in there and then just just fry it until it gets all tom yeah, cease is oh, yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. he tom is Seast. he's yeah, amazing he is. He's brilliant i yeah. tom and and his wife actually came when i was doing my uh, my little tour to low carb Houston, Tom and his wife came to the Chattanooga meetup. So I had a chance to hang out with him and they are, they are really great people. He had some great stories and yeah, aren't they? he's an awesome dude. He is an awesome dude. Yeah. I love them. I love them. I've gone down and stayed with I them I got to too. meet him at Keto Fest. Yeah. You got to yeah. meet him, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're birds of a feather. We're both software developers, you know, we're yeah. both heavy and we both love <laughs> Dumb jokes. <laughs> <laughs> He's very clever. Tom Seast is very clever. Very clever I actually, uh, Kevin and Tom are good friends. Cool. He's also um, very kind. Kevin's gotten to know him over the years. Oh, extremely. Oh, gosh, yes. All right, guys. Hmm. I want to yeah. know your Thanksgiving secrets. And I'm going to start with you, Brenda. What is your, th- what is the killer dish that you make for Thanksgiving that makes everybody come running? Well, um, I can tell you that in the ketogenic forums, there's a, uh, there's a recipe for dressing stuffing that the first time I fed it to Kevin, I didn't tell him what it was made of. Do you remember this? We talked about it on one of the older podcasts. Um, the, the dressing was made with, um, uh, little pieces, uh, bread, cu- bread cube size pieces of mm. pork rinds. And then I went ahead and fried up the, uh, celery and onion with sage and butter and poured it over the pork rinds and baked it. And Kevin ate it all. And then I told him what it was. And he said, yeah, I don't know if I would have eaten that if I'd known what it was, but it was really good. And right now I just took a pumpkin pie out of the oven. Cause we're having a big Thanksgiving dinner here at uh, Pamela's right. orange ranch. I'm still out in Colorado. And uh, I also made a chocolate cake that's on the forum too. Uh, yeah, I just made a chocolate cake and, and she made some stuffing today with a uh, bread recipe from nomnom.com. <laughs> oh my gosh, that bread is so good. It's a yeast. You mm-hmm. proof it. It's a yeast wow. raised bread. And we made uh, stuffing out of it. And I'm going to have that on. Uh, I actually do. Um, it, for anybody that doesn't know, I work for Megan and Jason in the fasting method. And I put a fast on in their website every week. It's for the member people that are members. And uh, the fourth week of the month uh, is a feasting week. It's um, eating strategies. And I've got recipes in there for a lot of things this week because it's Thanksgiving week. Um, I, yeah, so I can't, I can't let you go, Brandon, before you were telling me, uh, I think it was just over text, about a, a new method that you guys are testing out where it's like a one day fasting, two days feasting, two days fasting, three days oh, feasting. Yeah, what's that? You want to hear about the Clark What's that protocol? all about? <laughs> um, I'll tell you, my, my client Clark is just thrilled that this thing is caught on. Um, he's a brilliant man, and I've been his educator for quite some time, and Clark, uh, approached me uh, about a month ago and and told me about this fast where it's a series of um, longer and longer extended fasts with a, a, a couple days of feasting in between and asked me, is this okay? Could I do this? I said, are you kidding? This is brilliant. I mean, the fasting method has protocols that we do. You'll hear about them. The 42-hour protocol, which is eating right. every other day and you eat lunch and dinner or the 36-hour protocol where you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and fast every other day. But this is the Clark yeah. protocol. Now, I can tell you what it is. It's real easy. When I tell you it, you're never going to forget what it is because it's so simple. Okay. It's a series of extended fasts and it's really good for people who are first learning how to fast because it's not intimidating because you work up to longer fasts. But what's very, very important with the fasting method is we always make sure that we don't slow anybody's metabolism. That's very, very important to us. So we have to eat really well in between fasts and this provides that. All right. Ready? Okay. (laughs) It starts out with eating. Okay, so you you feast for two days, two meals each day. Then you fast for two days. Then you feast for two days, two meals each day. Then you fast for three days. Then you feast for two days, two meals each day. Then you fast for four days. And finally, you feast for two days, two meals each day, and you fast for five days. It's a 22-day protocol. 14 of the days are fasted. 
it's awesome and it's not going to slow your And so do you find that for yeah. your patients that it's that first day is always hard, right? I mean, the first day is always the hardest, but do you find the first oh, yeah. day gets easier after when you're doing this protocol as you go on? When you're doing a protocol like this, absolutely, because Megan had another protocol she did where you fast five days and uh, feast for two days, uh, two meals each day. But she only it was to break a stall and she only recommended that once oh. a year. Um, and the second five days, I've done it. And the second five days was so much easier. I mean, I was euphoric wow. day one. And normally I'm not euphoric until at least day two. So, yes, you get much deeper fat adapted and the uh, the preceding um, fast. Uh, get That's really good to know. People lose a lot of weight on this one. It really starts to move the body. All right, Kevin, I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite keto dish to make or eat at Thanksgiving? Oh, the the traditional turkey. uh, uh, Cauliflower. uh, What's that, Brenda? Uh, The mash. Mash cauliflower, cauliflower, yes, with tons of butter. Tons of butter, cream cheese, make with cream cheese and the food wow. processor. Yep. Oh my God. Right? Oh, yeah. Were you able, yeah. that. Were you able mm-hmm. to replicate any Native American dishes? I know you're an Ojibwa man. Were you able to do any kind of cultural dishes and ketify them? Yes. Uh, uh, fry bread. Fry bread. Yes. They all loved it. So fry bread is like a, a bread you make with baking powder, right? And it's like the flour, salt, and baking powder, and you cook it in a fry pan. Right. And yeah, it raises with, up with oil. Yeah. Yep. With oil. And yep. it's like a non kind of Indian. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. did how on earth did you ketify that? Well, that that was uh, Brenda's uh, trick there. Uh. <laughs> well, we, we Well, I was feeding him fathead pizza. OK. And he's okay. sitting there eating his. Fat oh, yeah. Pizza, right. That's right. That's right. And he looks at me and he goes, you know. We could take this dough and fry it and make fry bread. And I'm like, holy crap, that sounds awesome. And <laughs> we put that in the forum as well. And a lot of people really love it. It's very close yep. to traditional fry bread, but it's not going to make you ill. And it tastes really good. It's like fried donuts, you guys. It's so good. The mm. Fathead Pizza Crust dough um, asks for, I think the only thing in there you need to leave out is a garlic salt. Otherwise, right. it fried up in oil really, really well. And didn't remember we ate it with... Uh, the taco toppings, Kevin, and oh, also yeah, with yeah. butter and jelly. Remember that? Yeah, lettuce. Oh, it's yep. so good. Yep. So I have a cornbread recipe that I posted on our blog and uh, also in the forum, and it uses this corn flavoring, this cornbread essence or the cornbread flavoring. Have you tried that? Oh, I've got it right here. I actually brought it and gave it to Pamela, and uh, she's, hey, Pamela, weren't you going to make me some cornbread? <laughs> I'm in there in the dining room saying, "Yeah, but not tonight." <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool all these things that we can do, and I love slipping them under, you know, on the plates of people who aren't keto and saying, "Hey, just come over for dinner." I love that. That's pretty much what we're doing at Thanksgiving here. We're not going to like yeah. announce that everything's keto. We're just going to feed them, and then maybe talk sneaky, about it later. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> we have we have uh, keto gravy. Of course, turkey is keto. Uh, oh, yeah. She's made yep. a keto stuffing. Um, I've made a keto. Uh, pumpkin pie, like I said, she's making a, a keto uh, coconut cream pie or banana cream. What banana cream? She's in the other room listening to me. Uh, what I'll say, stuffing. Oh, yeah, the cauli mash. We're going to roast the cauliflower like you did, Carl. Yeah, oh my roasting gosh. is the key. The first time I had uh, cauli mash was when Carl had roasted fresh cauliflower in the oven at Low Carb Breckenridge at this house we yeah. all rented together. And that was so good. What did you put brie in that, didn't you? I think so, yeah. And and roasted garlic, you put some garlic cloves in there. And the whole idea is you don't sog it with by steaming it or boiling it. It's just, it's a crime to boil any (laughs) vegetable or or steam it. I I prefer it. I've tasted mashed potatoes since I've been ketogenic. Um, I have tried it and it's so bland. Cali mash is so good. Well, I want to end with Carrie because she's the chef here. But but before I do that, I just want to give my little tip for making gravy. And I know you know this too, but the key is to take all the bones that you can out of the turkey. Get extra wings, get the wing tips, get the bones, the skin, the cartilage, all that stuff, and roast it in the oven like 400 degrees for at least a half an hour, 45 minutes. Get it all brown and crispy. And then you put it in a pot and, you know, with either chicken stock or water and some vegetables and some herbs and all that and simmer it and simmer it and simmer it and simmer it. And reduce that stock reduce and it. concentrate those reduce flavors. It, reduce it, reduce it, yeah. yeah. And then you add some butter and you thicken it with some, what's what's our favorite thickener, Carrie? Xanthan gum, yes. Conjac. No, Conjac powder. Okay. powder. 
glucomannan powder is better than xanthan gum. Okay. I think. Can I say one more thing before we talk to Carrie, Carl? Yeah. I just want to make a, a really strong point here. Um, you know, this is a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, Kevin Mountain is is the uh, the star of this show because he was very sick. And now he got a kidney transplant and he's very, very well now. He has a lot of energy. Matter of fact, Kevin, I haven't seen you for a month. Your face looks fantastic. You look really good. I'm, I'm in Colorado, do. so I'm looking at him <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah, you look yep. really good. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, want, I want to point out that uh, when you're at stage five kidney failure, and this can happen to type two diabetics, you can your kidneys can be damaged to the point where they are not going to heal. When I met Kevin, he was um, year four of dialysis. And I want to point out that most people only live three to five years on dialysis. So when I met Kevin, uh, it was a race against the clock. Okay. And I get emotional to this day, of course, for the fact that he got so well that he was able to get a kidney transplant this past June. And he, he's working full time now. He feels really good. He has a lot of energy and really Kevin, your whole outlook on life has changed, hasn't it? Your, your emotional state, your, your attitude, your outlook, it has really changed. I mean, yep. yeah, the the way he talks to me is just really positive, and he's so grateful for where he's at now. He understands how dire his situation was, yes? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. But I'm also grateful for the help that you have given me. Well, you, you're and the, and the, the guidance, star, yep. yeah. You're yeah. the one that was strong enough to do it, yep. yep. Yeah, it's a wonderful story. And uh, it, it couldn't be more fitting for Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, Carrie, it's your turn. I know you've <laughs> okay, probably got a million, <laughs> a million recipes and things for Thanksgiving that you, you, you're going to do. I, I, this is coming out, obviously, after Thanksgiving. So what did you do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, well, that's an interesting question because um, I haven't actually decided yet, and it's the day after tomorrow. Oh. So. <laughs> sometime between today and the next 24 hours, I'm going to decide what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Um, But the good news is that um, you can buy fresh turkeys at the store (laughs) if you forget to get one earlier. Carrie Brown, um, do you not have have guests for Thanksgiving? I do. You do? I do. you're Carrie Brown. You always have guests. I was going to say you are welcome to come to my house. If you don't have guests, we have nine over here. I do. I have a a girlfriend flying in from Ohio, and I'm going to pick her up from Providence and on Thursday morning. And uh, hopefully by then I'll have decided what we're going to eat and we'll have gone to the (laughs) store to get it. But right now, I have so in the freezer right now, I have eggnog ice cream, of course, keto, that I, my recipe that I made. I have some whole cranberry sauce in the fridge. I have oh, yeah. my <laughs> creamy sausage and pecan stuffing in the freezer. Oh, yummy. Um, but I am almost certain I'm going to go buy a small turkey, although yeah. I do have Cornish hens in the freezer, so who knows. And um, there will probably be some Fox Hill buns because we love those. Oh, yes, we and love those. Don't right. we, Kevin? Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. just- Julie used to send us boxes of Fox yep. Hill buns. She's All right, Cousin Carrie. Yes. <laughs> you're saying it's just you and a girlfriend from Ohio? Yes. Oh, we should send If you don't want to cook, would you bring her over to my house? Sure. For Thanksgiving? Ooh. All right. Sure. You're officially invited. Nice. It's just going to be me and Kelly, my mother and her boyfriend, and my daughter, Emmy. So, I, I will talk to her and see what she wants to do because she may have plans. She may want to cook. I don't know. Okay. I, November is my busiest month, so I, we, haven't, we haven't planned. I just know she's coming. Well, you're invited. And, and everybody listening, you'll find out next week if this actually happened or <laughs> not. So. Let's crash it, Kevin. We know where he lives. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> You uh, you have to bear in mind that being a Brit, I'm still, and I know I've been here, is this my 18th Thanksgiving or 19th? I don't know. I've lost track, but <laughs> it's still a bit of an odd holiday for me. And right. I, it always catches me by surprise because in my mind, the turkey and cranberry sauce and, and mashed potatoes and gravy is still a month away. So it's still catching me by surprise, but we'll what whether we come to yours or we cook something here, okay. we're gonna have a grand time. 
And I'm going to be incredibly grateful for the the year thus far. Well, even if you don't make it for Thanksgiving dinner, you can always come over for leftovers or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Turkey and cranberry sauce sandwiches. Oh, right. yes, with the cranberry sauce. That's so good. It is good. All right, guys. Well, uh, I love you guys, Brenda, Kevin, Carrie. Um, Kevin, I can't, I can't tell you how good happy it makes me that you got through this ordeal and it is a hero's journey yeah what you've been yep. through it's a true heroic almost ordeal. two years yeah oh yeah and uh and you know that you embraced it and you just went head first into it you're an inspiration to anybody out there who has kidney problems uh, thank you so much for sharing it yep. with us. Yep. It's an, an incredible story. Yeah, Kevin, yep. you're a rock star, man. <laughs> thank you. Rock star. Rock star. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. And happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy you Thanksgiving. too. I don't know what to say. I, it just always makes me happy when people can rise above their, their animal instincts, you know, and, uh, allow their body to heal itself just with a few tweaks. And in this case, it saved his life. It's amazing what you can do to your own body with some determination and some patience and some genuinely good food. Yeah, genuinely good. Doesn't sound like Kevin is want for food at all, does it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carrie, uh, Last time we spoke, you gave us some cranberry sauce recipes. I did, and I hope that everybody was able to enjoy some cranberries with their Thanksgiving turkey. And, of course, you have another option, particularly if you're not in the U.S. and you tend to eat turkey at Christmas instead, Mm. then there's still plenty of opportunities to... Uh, grab that recipe for either the jelly or the whole berry version and make some for your holiday table. Absolutely. So what is your recipe for today's show? Well, it seemed appropriate that uh, right after Thanksgiving, you all might have some turkey left over. So I know I do, (laughs) although I have been making turkey and cranberry sauce sandwiches with the fabulous Fox Hill Kitchen buns like oh, yeah. a crazy woman the last couple of days. So my stash of cooked roast turkey is diminishing, but I still have enough left to make this. And this is turkey and cranberry meatloaf. Whoa! And I have to say that this is fabulous. It is fabulous hot it's fabulous cold it is very hmm what's the word it's very sturdy so Mm. when it's cold actually when it's hot too but particularly when it's cold you can slice it and put it in in a in a fox hill bun and make a sandwich you can slice it and you know put it in a lunchbox and take it for your lunch yeah it's very very sturdy sliceable delicious hot or cold it's like this i was super happy when i came up with this meatloaf all right and you know you could even eat it for breakfast you know a slice of meatloaf with a fried egg on top would make a fantastic breaking your fast whatever time of day that is sounds good how do we make it you can also freeze it and you could freeze it in slices so if you're doing keto alone or you are a single person or you you know you don't want the whole thing frozen you can freeze it in slices and just grab a slice or two as you head out the door in the morning so there it is anyway here's how we make it we're going to get four large stalks of celery we're going to get a pound of my favorite leeks we're going to get some coconut oil three ounces of unsweetened dried cranberries, which I was thrilled to see are much more of a thing in the grocery stores than they were. Hmm. So much more easily available now. You're going to want two tablespoons of fresh sage. You're going to need some Redmond sea salt, some ground black pepper, some xanthan gum. Then you're going to need eight ounces of almond meal. So almond meal is 
ground almonds with the skins still on. So you'll know if you've got meal because it's brown and white speckles, not just right. plain white. Right. Then you're going to want some uh, three tablespoons of egg white and you're going to want two pounds of turkey, which you can use if you don't have any turkey left over, you can buy ground turkey or minced right. turkey sure. or chicken if that's what you have. But you could also grind up your leftover roast turkey and use that. Sure. Now, so I was going to say, if you, what if you got like a rotisserie chicken at the store and just took the chicken meat and ground that up? Would that be a, an acceptable yep. alternative? Yep, you could totally do that too. So either way, if you've got leftover turkey, this is a great way to use some of it up. And if, But if you haven't, you can just buy ground turkey or ground chicken or a rotisserie right. chicken from the store. Nice. So you're going to finally chop the celery and leeks. Um, if you want to do it fast, use a food processor or you can use a good old knife, which is what I generally <laughs> tend to do. You're going to heat your coconut oil. You could also use avocado oil sure. in a pan, and you're going to saute the vegetables, stirring them regularly over a medium heat until all the water has been cooked out, and that's going to take about 15 minutes. Meanwhile, while that's happening, you're going to put the cranberries, the sage, the salt pepper, the xanthan gum, and the almond meal, and you're going to mix them well until they're completely combined. Okay. Then you're going to put the that you're going to get your vegetables, which are now cooked. You're going to put them in the mixing bowl with the dry ingredients. You're going to add the egg white and you're going to stir it all together. Then you're going to get your ground turkey or whatever meat you know, or your ground chicken, and you're going to mix it all well. If you're using fresh raw ground turkey, then the mixture is going to be a bit sticky, but that that's okay. Um, if you're using roast that you've minced up or ground up, then you won't. It won't be as sticky, but that's okay. So you're going right. to mix mix the meat in. Then you're going to turn your meat mixture into a loaf pan that you've sprayed with either coconut or avocado oil. You're going to press it into all the corners and the sides, and then you're going to bake your meatloaf in the center of the oven at 350F Fahrenheit for an hour. Right. And then you're going to remove it from the oven and let it rest for 10 minutes when it's cool enough to touch, you can slide a knife around the edges, make sure the sides are free, take a cooling rack and place it on top of the meatloaf in the pan, and then carefully turn the rack and the pan over, and the meatloaf will slide out. Sounds good. It might need a little shake, but it should just slide right out. And if you want to get really fancy and you're just in love with the cranberry, the whole berry cranberry sauce, you could spread a half a cup of the whole berry cranberry sauce on top of the loaf before serving mm, it. That sounds good. Mm. <laughs> and it wow. is super yummy. So make it all year. Next time you see turkey, ground turkey, cheap, buy some. Make this meatloaf. You will not be sorry. That sounds great, Carrie. And as always, we will put the link in the show notes. The recipe is available for free on my website. Awesome. Well, I have a recipe myself, and this sort of uh, continues on the whole pastrami thing. And I, I, I mentioned this the last time we did a live show. But I really want to give the recipe now. So this is an open-faced pastrami Reuben. Okay? Okay. So you're going to need a third of a pound of pastrami navel. Aha, uh -huh, the yeah. new pastrami. Right. And what you're going to do is cut that up into bite-sized pieces. Because I found that if you have like full long pieces of pastrami in a sandwich and you bite into it, you're going to end up taking half the sandwich with you if you bite into it sometimes, right? Not always. Mm -hmm. Right. So cut it up into squares, right? 
And you're going to heat that up in about two tablespoons of butter in a fry pan over pretty high heat, like medium, medium high heat. You don't want to do this long. And in that same pan, you want to throw in some sauerkraut, which everybody, you might make sauerkraut from scratch. That's great. But I buy it in a bag in the supermarket. I take out about a half a cup or a small handful, squeeze the, the juice out of it, and then put it in that pan in the butter and heat that up as well. Yum. Now, here's the thing. Before you do any of that, you're going to have to go to bread.2keto.com to get your Fox Hill Kitchens buns. Get the large buns. These are our favorite bread. Right, Carrie? Yep, absolutely. They really are. The, the, I've eaten um, quite a few large buns with my turkey and cranberry sauce the last couple of days. Yep. So I have this new method for toasting, and I found it by quite by accident by leaving one of these buns out overnight on the counter. And then in the next day, I sliced it in half and toasted it, and I found that the exterior was so crispy it just sort of broke apart and fell away. Whereas before, if I took them right out of the fridge or the freezer or whatever, they were chewy and a little bit tough. So, But you can get the same effect by taking the whole bun right out of the fridge, put it in a toaster oven, and bake it at like 250 for 20 minutes. Hmm. All right, so that dries it out. Actually, I I think I'm odd here, but I prefer my Fox Hill buns untoasted. Okay. Well, if you like that, that's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you want them toasty and crispy, do that first, 20 minutes at 250, and then cut it in half and toast it, you know, the, like you would normally toast it. I'm going to have to try that. And then it's just crispy and crunchy and really good. And it's still soft in the middle. So you're going to then spread that with your favorite Thousand Island dressing or mm. remoulade sauce or whatever it is. And I'm not actually giving my recipe for remoulade because one of the things that we're doing on Tuesday at RD86 is sort of guess the ingredients. And so you're going to taste my remoulade sauce and then everybody's going to write down what they think the ingredients are and whoever comes closest or from all the people who get the right ingredients, we will pick a winner and that person gets a prize. So uh, maybe next time I'll give my remoulade there you go. sauce recipe. How fun. So you got the remoulade sauce down. You got two halves. This is open-faced, right? So you got the two halves of the buns, remoulade sauce, pastrami on top of that, sauerkraut on top of that, and that's it. Serve it with a knife and fork. Let me tell you, that is the bomb. Oh, my God, it's the bomb.com. That sounds fantastic. And I'm not a typically a pastrami eater or a sauerkraut eater, so you may have just converted me to both there. Well, you'll like I said, you'll have to come over and have one. You haven't yet. You never call. You never write. <laughs> <laughs> November, can I remind you that November is my busiest yes, month of the I year, know, every I year. I know, and I, I I completely overcommitted this year. And I, I'm, so I'm the same way, Carrie. I've been really busy with work and everything else. So my, my cats have all been crying as well, like, Mom, we never <laughs> see you. So, you know, you're not the only one. It's not it's not personal, cousin Carl. All right, cousin Carrie. That's a show. If you have anything you want to tell us, you know, something we said wrong, something that you don't agree with. Maybe some more research that you found to support or refute anything we've said. Send it by email to dudes at twoketodudes.com. And come follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at twoketodudes. Add the hashtag twoketodudes to your posts and comments so we can find you. And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.twoketo.com. And you can have a look around the forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.2keto.com. Come and check out our Facebook group, The Keto Kitchen, where it's all about the food and the recipes to get the science of keto onto your plate. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce, please consider making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com. Those pledging $20 or more per month have access to the exclusive Facebook group, Two Keto Dudes Gold. 
We also have a free Facebook fan page at fb.2keto.com, so go follow us there. And you can see all our podcasts and other videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com. Also, we have an Amazon affiliate store. Buy your favorite keto ingredients and devices at amazon.2keto.com, and you can help us out at the same time. We would love your help in building the most awesome keto community, and you can do that very easily by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's how a lot of new people get to know about our keto community. Plus, you can help by planning on attending Keto Fest in the fall of 2020, yeah. because the community that is built there is absolutely incredible. Now, if you missed the news on the last time we did a live episode, Keto Fest 2020 is going to be in Houston Yay. in October. Right. Low Carb Houston has become Keto Fest Houston. So just head to ketofest.com to get all of the latest information. Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. And now listen up, kids. Keep calm and keto on. Keep calm and keto on, Cousin Carl. All right, and we'll see you next time on Two, Two Keto, keto Dudes. Dudes.